What's up, guys? I hope everybody had a great week. I hope your spirit's in the right place. It's another Friday, so you know what that is. It's First to Biz, First to Business video podcast. I'm Kato, your host. Tonight, I can't propose a toast because I got my son in here with me. I got my Christian nephew. I'm just joking. <laughs> this is my homework. My, my nephew, Tavis, and I got Illy in the background. Yeah, yo. And you know what? It's Christmas time. We should be singing Christmas songs. <laughs> you want to sing a Christmas song, Grayson? Let's sing Jingle Bells. Bell. Let's sing it. You ready? Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. Oh yeah! <laughs> In a one horse open sleigh. Hey, we gotta get. The, we gotta call Santa, man. We gotta call Santa and tell Santa we. You've been a good boy all year. Oh, you got Santa. That's what's up, man. He got a little pen. That's what's up. But look, man, it's been two weeks since we recorded a podcast. It has, man. It's been a long time. And then tonight on a Friday night when we do get together to record the podcast, Tavis pops up. That's good, man. This is my nephew. I call him Coon. Everybody else call him Tavis. You don't say that in the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody call him Tavis. I call him Coon. The whole family calls him Coon. I call him Coon Don't Shoot Poon. (laughs) That was his nickname back in the days growing up. And and you know what? It's crazy how, like, uh, you know, family love each other. You know what I'm saying? Family could be separated and family could be brought back together. That's the situation with us a long time ago when we were kids. You remember, you know that? Mm-hmm. We was kids, man. This little dude, he's younger than me, even though he look older than me, but he's, he's younger <laughs> than me. But this little dude would be eight, nine years old, walking the street by himself at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, and like, my sister would pull up on him like, where you going? He said, I'm going to start get me some I'm going to get me some Doritos. Oh, <laughs> For real, yeah. So, you know, tell that story though. How how'd that come about, man? You know, <clears throat> you're growing just, up. Just, you know, just growing up, you know, mom always working second shift. So pretty much I was home alone. Yeah. Other with a grandfather that was, you know, an alcoholic. Yeah. So, you know, only thing I knew was hanging out. Yep. So when my aunt which is his sister, yeah. try to get me to come down here. So I come down for a couple of days until they start putting out rules. So I, <laughs> I, I like, go, go, it's, go. Time to, it's time to head back over here. Well, I just do where I want to go. Yeah. But, you know, time pat, you know, went by, you know, and that wasn't heading down the right street. So his dad ended up passing. So me and him had a discussion about me moving in. Yeah. You know, and it's funny how things mm-hmm. happened too, because when I was living on with my mom at the time, you know, every year I'm in summer school, you know, trying to make it to the next grade level. Yeah. But as soon as I moved down here, never went back to summer school, not one time. Really? It yeah, was man. just getting around different people, positive people that was trying to do stuff. They do you say know? that you, you become a product of your right, environment. Man. So, you know what I'm saying? Because yep. yep. when yeah. you hang around, whoever you hanging around, man, like, you all doing the same thing. Yeah, especially yeah. at a young age. Yeah, you influenced yeah. easily. Yeah. But, but I up. just I remember the days, man, like, you know, back then, you know, breakdancing was the oh, yeah. was the thing to do. So, you know, walking down the street with eight, big, nine year old with a big, oh, with boom, a big box. Old boom box. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy because um I was raised in Monroe, so it was like more city area. Yeah. And just like you know, I've lived in the country, I lived in Richmond County, and it's still like it's still crazy to hear like the like the same stories. No, not even the same stories that y'all, you guys were like breakdancing and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, rapping because it's just like, 
I don't know. Like you got, I got, I got a kind of stereotype of how the country really is. Like you know. Oh yeah. You know how it's just really simple life and stuff like that. But just like the more I get to know people from around here, you know, the more that I learn is exactly, it's crazy. Man. You know. Yeah. I but mean, you sit there, you think about that. Like me and my my wife was just having this discussion not too long ago, mm-hmm. and I was watching something on television. And I was like. They ain't doing anything that I didn't do. Yeah. And now these kids out here making money off skateboarding that we were doing tricks, the same trick they doing. Now they out here making millions of dollars off the same thing that we did under that carport. Like, and I was like, I was just telling her that, like, I wish we would have kept doing it, you know, because you thinking what, eighties, eighties, early nineties, we was doing this stuff when it really wasn't popular at that time. But you had four black small black kids riding down the street on skateboards. Right. Yeah. You know, now you see it like it's nothing. Yeah, it's, it's really yeah, cool. And I actually watched the uh, skateboard, uh, I guess they were doing some little tournament or whatever on TV the other day. And it, it caught my attention and, and it was pretty interesting because they was actually doing some things, you know what I'm saying, that I was like, they gonna get hurt. Yeah, but but yo, they get oh shit, exactly, man. But they getting paid off this Mm -hmm. shit though. That's my point. Like yo, they getting paid off this stuff. Yo, Tony Hawk, man, yeah, Tony Hawk, yeah. And I think he got a son or something too right now doing the same thing. But I'm telling you, man, like yeah, it was pretty crazy back in the days, man. When uh, he came around, we was break dancing, we was doing all kind of stuff. I had to teach all these boys how to dance. Lord, (laughs) we got two more. I got two more nephews named uh, Sean and Warren. They twins, right? Oh shit! And uh, they were stiff though. They couldn't dance like me and him, so they would get mad. (laughs) But we try to work with them. You know what I'm saying? But y'all ain't had a camera back then. Like, yo, you know what? We We do. Matter of fact, we do have some. We do have some. We gotta have a little montage. I want to see that shit. Yeah, we do have some. That's uh, yep. I don't I know where they at. I don't know if she still got them, but we did record some. We used to record us playing basketball, yeah. uh, dancing, um, everything. We used to put dance routines together, you know, and just record everything. That's dope, so that, those were like the good days for us, man. And like my, my mom was here. My dad had passed away, though. Mm-hmm. And we had a, my mom, which is his grandma. And it's like 68 nieces and nephews, grandkids that she has. I didn't have cable TV back in the day. Man, we didn't have no cable TV. <laughs> we, had, we, we had cable. It was hooked up illegal. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that is true. That's right. Because we, we had, had the cable, cable man. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. We had a guy, it was a crackhead. We called him the cable man. Yo, he oh, would go up the pole with no ladder. Yeah. He would go up the pole, hook up the cable, and it, we would have cable. But that came along afterwards, though, yeah. because, yeah. you know, before we, it was just like the local channels and stuff. We and we really locals. didn't even watch TV like that. No, we did the locals, but we would do. That was the thing too about this family. That's the thing I love about this family. Like every Sunday, yeah, we had the routine of we go to church on Sundays. Yeah, mom would take us to the we go to Ashburn Mall. Yeah, while she sit out there in the food court, wait yeah. on us to run around. Shit. Then we come back. We go to the video store, rent movies. Right. It's always karate or some kind of ninja, ninja movies that we yeah. rent on Sundays. It was yeah. cool though because now you sit back and you you think about that stuff and you be like, man, I wish I could go back to that time now because yeah. it was. You know, know, you didn't have bills, you didn't have anything. Now, it was nothing to worry about. Well, it was more simple. It was simple for us. And now yeah. you see it, now you see how things are, you know. As an adult. It's, because, it's, like, with us, you know, it was simple. As far as, like, that you had, you had the, um, how do I say it? I don't know. I've been getting stuck with it. What I'm going to tell you but, what, like, though. you had the experience. Yeah, that's true. You know, to like, uh, like experience all that while the kids now today they're stuck on their phone, on their phone. not doing yep. shit, you know, not being really social and stuff. Yep. And yeah, they're calling heads down. They heads down all the time, man. Yep. You, mm-hmm. you, they they never even look up to see where they at on a trip. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, we had to. You know, it was good life for us as kids. 
And our parents, you know, they had to work hard. Mm -hmm. Like my sisters, my older sisters were basically like our mothers at the same time because uh, they they made sure we did our homework. Yeah, mom had to work. So they was cooking. They all worked. But mama worked all the time. Like she would get up in the morning she would throw some food on and she's gone. And we'd go to the store to see her. And but she worked all the time. So we had we was out here running the streets. But at the time, it was different. The community watched the kids at the time. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so basically, like my whole point, and and I'm happy that he's here tonight, is because I wanted to talk about stuff like that. You know, like how we were coming up as kids, we was a we was a unit, we was a strong unit. And when I say we, I mean the family that we were directly related to, and then I mean the community family. We was a, a strong unit, you know what I'm saying? And at that time, the the older people, like my father, my mother, and a lot of other people in the community owned their own businesses. They were always about making the money legally, mm-hmm. and it was about working hard, taking care of family, taking care of friends and community. Mm-hmm. So it all came together and mixed it all up in one pot. It came out to be something great. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're missing right now in this community. And also back then, our people, they own things. Mm -hmm. You ever heard of the word gentrification? Where they say it's it's negatively spoken about in the black community Mm -hmm. because they say that uh, the rich people come in to kick them out. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's a good thing. But you have to own things, you know what I'm saying? Like the the community, people have to own things. If you don't own anything, when they come in and, and make these decisions about what they're going to do to your community, if you don't own anything, you have no word in it. You have no say so. You can't do anything but succumb to whatever they tell you you're going to do. So you have to own land, you have to own property, you have to own businesses in order to make decisions for your community. You also have to go out into the like the town hall meetings and all this, talk about what you want, vote on what you want and get what you want. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, then then yes, that word gentrification can be a harsh word for you and your family because you can be out on the street because mm-hmm. they could come in and you've been living, you've been renting. This apartment for 30 years, you've been paying $200 a month for this apartment. When they come in and they want to do upgrades, they want to get you out so they can bring more stuff into the area. You don't own it, first of all. So they can do this. You know what I'm saying? Now, once they 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 don't kick you out immediately, but they tell you we're going to fix this up. But your rent's going to be eight, nine hundred dollars. You yeah, can't know they can't afford. You can't afford that. So. That's why I'm stressing, like, you got to own things, man. Because, you know, we're getting into this real estate right now. Me and my wife, we're stepping into the real estate world. We've been in, we've been researching it for a minute now. We went to Atlanta a couple of weeks ago and got with DJ Envy and uh, his homeboy Caesar at their little real estate seminar. And we learned some things from that. And I came back and I did some more research and I found a whole new market of resale. I mean, real estate. Yeah. It's called wholesaling. Mm-hmm. it's crazy you don't need money for wholesaling all you got to do is go out here find the properties abandoned properties find the owners talk to the owners ask the owners can you sell their house for them basically this is what it is mm-hmm. they agree you put them under a contract mm-hmm. once they're under that contract you find a buyer and it's I know plenty of buyers around here 
locally. Mm-hmm. Get them to buy the, pro- the the property from you and you get a cut out of it. So that's called wholesaling. That's a part of re- uh, real estate. You can get into the real estate by doing this without having to go to the bank to get a traditional loan. You know what I'm saying? And and it's hard. If we're not owning things or buying things, nine times out of ten, I credit bad anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So even though it's ways to fix that right now, we can fix our credit right now. There's people out here. I got a homeboy right now. Matter of fact, he just moved to Atlanta. <clears throat> but he can fix your credit for you, man. It's going to cost you $500 to get it started. But once he does what he do, yo, this shit going to rise. Yeah. And and it's good to get credit, man. It is. If you ever need anything, you got to have it, man. You know what I'm saying? It. And then if you ever want to get a house or, you know, get a home, Anything, you need credit, man. Even a like, kid, send your kids to school. Good value, yeah, good value, something to always get something that appreciates in value, too. Never get things that depreciate. Right, man. I'm telling you, man, like, I feel like our people, man, when I say our people, I mean, I mean everybody. Everybody, Hispanic, black, whoever. I feel like we got to do better, man. Mm-hmm. We got to do better as far as uh, getting better jobs, creating your own jobs, mm-hmm. um, getting your credit together, taking care of family and community, mm-hmm. and standing together as one more. You know what I'm saying? We got we got to do this. It's crazy because everything <clears throat> just turned into like a doggy dog world, man. Like, I know. You know, it's just like everybody for themselves. It didn't just turn into that. It, it was it was systematically built for that. For us, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's it was what, already built like that for what us. Keeps us divided, to be honest. We're just following the lead. We're just following what the system telling us to do. Mm-hmm. We've been taught this since we were born, and and it's not right. And people keep doing the same shit over and over and over and over. But that's that slave mentality. That's the slave mentality, man. Where whether it's coming from finances to uh, food. Mm-hmm. But you, I mean, even if you just think about the the black culture, yeah. First thing you a light skinned person, which we heard my whole childhood. Yeah. Just being light skinned. Oh, y'all a bunch of pretty boys. Mm-hmm. You know, oh y'all rich. Y'all got a house on the hill. Yeah. Oh, dude, we struggling just like anybody else. Yeah. And, and you know, but that comes from the white slavery days mm-hmm. where they made those people jealous and, and hate each other. Made black people like, hate yeah. each other. And that still goes that on. It really does like it really you can see that it still has an effect today. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that like a lot, and you know, um, like it's it's sad that it's only I really y'all may it's tell me if I'm wrong. That's what I'm saying. The black culture, man, the black community, it's the only place I see this. Yep. Because we're, we're lost as people. Because first of all, and and it's really bad now. It was kind of getting better, and it was better a long time ago mm-hmm. when uh, black people were more stand up, fight for your right. Now it's not like that anymore. It's like. Uh, it's, all that hope is gone. Yeah. That hope is gone. It's a few people out here right now that's fighting for it, but we need the majority. Because, a lot of it is an ego problem, too. But it's, that is, it all stems from that. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it does. It stems from that. it. It's it from, from control. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say one thing. I had this one conversation with a guy at my job and uh, kind of agree with him a little bit. And the reason I, uh, what we was talking about just based on one thing I have noticed and just listening to this guy talk, he's not from here. Mm-hmm. He's from um he's from Cuba. Mm-hmm. So and just listen to him talk about one day we were speaking of talking about race mm-hmm. and racism. Mm-hmm. And I never thought about it until he said it. This is the only place that you always hear something about race. 
Yeah, colors. It's always yeah. about a color. It's always, always been like And my whole life is always is putting the black person's mind that we can't achieve anything because we, we feel like we've been held down by a white person. You know, but then and when you take a person that is an immigrant, when they come in this country, they don't think they ain't thinking like that. Mm-hmm. They ain't thinking about color. Nope. They thinking I'm, I'm coming here to make money. Right. Yeah. And, you know, this guy told me when his dad came here, his dad came over with nothing. Got a regular job. Ended up when he passed away, he had two on two gas stations. Left his kids with millions of dollars. Yeah, feel like but we feel know. like we always being held down because it's like in the back of our mind, we want an excuse all the time mm-hmm. of not to be able to achieve something. Right. And we can say, oh, this person held me back. I can't do it because he's not letting me go. Always anymore. blaming something on yeah. somebody when, when you shouldn't be like that. And yeah, like where are you from? Where's where your people my from? My family's from Guatemala. Guatemala. Yeah, so they got across. They had across two borders again. Right. You know, and it's it's like he said. They do. They come with that mentality, like, yo, we have to hustle our asses off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then the majority of the time, they they establish themselves here, and then they start sending money to their family. Oh yeah, home looking out for each other. Yeah, and then you that's know, one thing the black community they hates do to that. do. Yeah, is look out for each other. Like, yeah. why do we hate to look out for each other? Because even if you start a black business, a black owned business, they don't want to support it because it's black owned. They feel like this man's going to get rich. I'm going to make this man rich by making one purchase. Well, We've seen that firsthand. Firsthand. <laughs> firsthand. I've seen it firsthand a few times. You know what I'm saying? Cause, and, and that makes me sad, but it makes me mad too because people, our people are doing the same thing that uh, redneck white people were doing right after slavery and back in the days in, in the 60s and 70s in Mississippi and all around the South. We're doing the same thing right now. Like we're repeating the cycle because we talk junk about Mexicans and we try to say that like Mexicans all live together. You got a car full of Mexicans, mm-hmm. but you know what? They may be doing that. And what they're doing at the same time that you don't even realize is they working, they pitching in to pay all the bills. They, they all riding in one car because they saving money mm-hmm. and they sending money. And they're preparing themselves for whatever. Because I know Mexicans right now. Hell, my mother-in-law, I can go to her right now and tell her, look, I need $10,000. She's going to give it to me. And not worry about it. If I go to one of my people and say, I need $1,000. Boy, I ain't got no money. Oh, oh, shit. (laughs) What what you mean? Hold on. And then get on the phone and call everybody they know and tell them, this nigga asked me for $1,000. Well, shit. Why would it be like that? Why should it be like that? You know what I'm saying? I could be asking you for a thousand dollars for an investment. I'm gonna give you three thousand back. Oh, it don't matter. We our people don't care, man. Like they, we we don't want to look out for each other, and and it's sad. And we got to change this, man, because like the communities are going down. That word justification is really gonna actually take our people out of the picture, uh-huh. out of the picture, yeah. and. We got to start thinking smarter. And like I said one time before in one of the podcasts that upstate in New York, the kids there was more on a hustle game than we were when we was coming up. Because there, for some reason, the younger kids there, I don't know what it was, but they always had, they was always doing something. They had a dream of starting this business or owning this and doing this when we wasn't thinking like that. And I'm, it may be because they was just around more stuff than we were because we was thinking about playing, running around, you know, doing war, all kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? 
But our people need to start becoming coming together as one as a, as a unit and building a bigger, stronger community so that we can make it. I think a good way to start is by teaching the kids right now. That's that's why I'll be working with Grayson all the time and my other five kids I got. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. And the other two. Yeah. So, uh, and see, and he's the youngest, but he's always around me. Yeah. He's firsthand there with me seeing everything. Every, even when I'm talking to people about business, he's there. We're doing a podcast. He wants to be a part of it. Daddy, don't forget to let me know when you're about to record. Mm-hmm. All kind of stuff. The other kids, they kind of went another route. But they, they, they're they good kids. But I just got to get them. I got to get myself in a better situation. Yeah, before you can help them out. Before I stop breathing and my heart stop beating, I got to have myself in a better situation mm-hmm. so that they and the rest of my family won't have to worry about anything. Yeah. And that'll inspire them more because if right. they see you doing good, then they have something to look for. Exactly. Because a nine to five, a regular nine to five job just ain't going to get it, oh, man. A regular nine to five job, you barely make barely it enough to pay them, your yeah. bills. Yeah. I think I got like my, see, I've been, I'm not going to sit here and say that I've been working all my life, but like I've gotten like the hustle from my parents because right. I've worked with them. You know, my mom used to sell tacos at like, you know, on Sundays at the soccer fields and shit. Yeah. And then she had me like down 10, 11, 12 years old, like charging getting. the money. I'm charging the money with, and she's cooking. My yeah. Dad's, you know, conversating with the people, I'm taking the money and charging everybody. Boom, boom, boom. That's it. So man. that, that, that kind of got me like started hustling and stuff. Yeah. And then when you I, know, then that's true too. I mean, cut you off, but yeah. we, we grew up the same way. Mm-hmm. But it we was can, like, I wasn't trying to see that. Yeah. We weren't yeah. trying to hear we it. We weren't trying to hear it either. Like, yeah. She had us at the store. We had the best opportunity. Yeah. She was teaching. Like, I used to go with her when she would go to the, the food places to buy the stuff, just, you know, to put in her store. Uh-huh. I, wasn't, I wasn't taking all that in. <laughs> you know, and then she would have us do work here. Um, Carpentry work. Yeah. We were doing all kind of stuff because she had rental properties and everything. Yep. And she was trying to get us to follow, like, her work method, you know? Yep. Like, yo, you really need to do this. Like, because I don't remember her. My mom ain't never went and clocked in during my lifetime. I've never seen my mom go clock in for somebody else. But then it's funny, though, because I didn't find out till probably about two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. One of the things that she kept with, you probably already know, but she kept us sheltered from where, like, I was I was always thinking that my grandmother would get up in the morning. We get ready to go to school. She going to her job. Mm-hmm. She would go to these people house clean their home, oh, yeah. then go to her job. Right. Then come pick me up from school from playing sports. Then come home and cook. Yeah. You know, was doing all this by herself. Yeah. You know. She did that. She Whatever she had to do to make extra money, she would do it. But we we never, the whole time we was growing up, we never knew she worked for these people. Right. But I remember she took us over to the house one time. Yeah. We just thought we were going over there to ride these people. And, I think, and I think actually what it was, was my dad was like real close friends with them. Well, I ain't going to say close friends because they were white people. And back then, you weren't close friends to white people. You was either working for them yeah. or they was using you for something. And of course, you was using them for something too, money. Yeah, and that's what they was doing. It was an older couple that had a lot of money, and they was actually like keep up with the property mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And she would do that, and she would go run her own business and take care of us and attend whatever school event. She ain't never come to my sports, baseball games, and stuff like that because she was always working at that mm-hmm. time, which we didn't care. You know, what I'm saying we would walk to the games and walk back home, yeah, but we would get chased. Cool. Y'all, yeah. y'all was taking care of yourself. Yeah, we was doing that, you man. To, you didn't really have to depend on her, you know. Right. But we 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 depended on her. And to this day, I ask myself, like, 
how did she even afford to pay for all us? Because mm-hmm. it was me, you, Sean One, Kiki, uh, Teddy, and, <laughs> and then Giz moved in. Yes. And it was, man, it was a lot of people. Yeah, in the neighborhood, in the morning times, the kids would come and meet at our house. I would get up more and walk across the hallway with my underwear on and the kids in the house that I'm going to school with. Now they're picking on me because they see my little tidy whities You know what I'm saying? But that's what that's the thing she did. And that's the thing that a lot of uh, older people back then in our yep. community did. So I feel like that's what we got to get back the to. The thing man. is, well, I think it is she put everybody else before herself. Yeah, she mm-hmm. definitely did that. You know, and you can tell because a lot of people won't do that nowadays. Oh, no, they won't. And that's, you know what, that's what I'm saying. That's what we got to change now. We got to regrow our community to make it better as a unit. And because we need those businesses, man. We- I think one of the problems will always be, though, you got a lot of these young kids, though. They ain't trying to hear us. They're not. They ain't trying to listen. If that's- you think about it, everybody is backing out the, yeah. the same way. It's no, like, that's I not think true. It's worse no, now. It's worse. It's way worse <laughs> no, I'm now. Saying, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's every generation is like that. If I yeah. walk out here right now and see a 16 year old probably say something to him, he probably try to shoot me. you. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and that's sad. Like, fuck it's, you. Like, you yep. That's why we got to figure out a way to reach out and, and like connect with them, you know? And and it's a lot of these young kids that connect with me and, and I appreciate that. And they know that I appreciate them. I I, I just want to get them where I can talk to them for real. The best way, because you can talk all you want, bro, but like the best way that I've learned is to set an example is to be the example. You, get you know what I'm saying? I've learned, I've seen that throughout the years because, you know, you can talk to somebody who really, you know, you, want, you really want them to change it and then they end up being the same. Yeah, but you know, you start. My son's you, a perfect you, example. You start setting a trail for them. You, you, they see you following that. You, you're doing good and stuff like that. Then they're gonna start thinking like, damn, how can I be like him? Or how can I get money like him? How can I progress? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how can I better myself out? I see him doing really good, and I'm sitting here fucked up. Right. What do I gotta do? What do I gotta go change to be? You know, it's a lot of kids like him, but you know, just live better. There's a lot of kids in, the, in this neighborhood right here that, um, like I said, they respect me and they look up to me and they like things that I do. Like, you know, I dealt with the music, so that, that attracts them. And oh, yeah. then I'm always like, they see me doing some type of business somewhere all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not in the streets getting in trouble for one thing. Which is good. Man. Which I'm, is great. I'm because for that because... It's easy. It's easy. It's, it's easy so to easy get in trouble. To go get in trouble, find some shit to do. Like, and hard as yeah. fuck to get out of it. But... Yeah. I've learned a long time ago, I'm not getting in no trouble like that. I can't do anything for my kids and my family if I'm blocked up. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. If I'm caught up in the system, I can't do anything for them. They're going to do what they want to do, and then that's going to make it even worse. So, like, our people, if you got child support out there, man, pay your child support, man. Do what you got to do. Go get your kids, pay your child support, pick your kids up, try to be cool with your baby mama. Because when you're cool with your baby mama, your life is a whole lot easier. Now, that's most cases. Now, y'all baby mamas out there acting stupid as fuck. Y'all need to calm the fuck down. I think, and you know what? Like, social media is now... Social media got everything fucked they, up, man. They're making that scene, that shit seem cool. Yeah, they, they got it messed like, up, oh, man. My baby mama crazy. Uh, my, yeah. And, you know, they and they and people don't realize that, they, you know what I'm saying, that they're seeing that shit. That's the new they're system. Getting, they're getting used to it. They're getting used to it to the point where it seems normal. It's control, man. Yeah, it's, it's control. Not even, not even that. It's gotten to the point where we do it to ourselves. 
Yeah, but it's control though. And yeah, I'm gonna break I, that I, down while I tell I you it's control. It, I believe it, I believe it too, because they push it. Yeah, it's, it's marketing. It's allowed, it's allowed to be pushed. It's called marketing, but it's deeper than marketing. It's strictly control, just like religion. It's all control, man. Once they can get you to do things and you can receive something from it, you're gonna keep doing it. Yeah. If you go on social media and you start doing all this craziness. And you start getting all kind of likes. You start becoming popular. Now people sharing your posts. Now you feel like you the dookie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're going to continue to do this craziness. And that's how it is with a lot of shit in life that people don't even recognize. And marketing, you're just getting paid for it. Those people marketing, they're getting paid to make you crazy. They're getting paid for you to keep your head down on the trip. They're getting paid for you to be in, a, in, in the public and not know what's going on right beside you. Man, that's funny, too, that y'all say that, too, because... If you notice, if you ever post something on social media, if you you post something like you out here being, say you on vacation doing crazy stuff, you get a hundred, you get oh, yeah. two hundred likes. Mm-hmm. But if you post something positive, like a, like we went down to uh, Orlando, and we happened on the way back, stopped at the the club, the nightclub that got shot up, the gay club. Oh yeah, yeah. Got mm-hmm. shot up. We stopped there and took pictures and everything. Yeah. I posted that, didn't get one fit one like. The positive stuff nobody's trying to hear. And but you can put out some flashy stuff or whatever you out here doing, you get all kind of likes. But that's to show you that the social media got these people crazy. Yeah. Yep. And people don't learn until, you know, like bad shit happens, like the whole thing with the, the juice world, RIP. You know, the dude, did you see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah RIP the juice up. world, man. It's fucked up, man. Like the drugs, man. Mm-hmm. Th- that's another thing yeah. too, man. Like like just take an artist like um Speaking of drugs and shit, take an artist like Future. He talks about, you know, Percocet, Molly's and all this shit. He don't even do that shit to himself. Don't smoke cigarettes, don't drink. He don't do none of that. But he's pushing it out. And that's what the um, the music industry is promoting. The negativity. Negativity is what's popular. And negativity is what's really making money for the industry. So that's the only ones they pushing. Mm-hmm. But you get a positive artist. This is just like what he was saying in the post. Positive post, no likes. Mm-hmm. Positive artist, no music sales. Mm-hmm. Negative post, a million likes. Mm-hmm. Negative music, a billion dollars. Yep. I think, that, you know, in one instant, I think that people are bored too, man. Like, they, they find that shit really entertaining. Like, But let me okay, ask you this. They're dramatic as fuck. Let me ask you this, though. Like bored. That word bored is like what a lot of kids uh say right now, especially my kids sometimes. Yeah. And, and most of the time when they say this shit is when I put them on punishment and I take their phone or their, any type of device they got, mm-hmm. I take it. Five minutes later, after I say you can actually talk to me, mm-hmm. I'm bored. You bored. But you got you can go read a book, you can go outside and play. You got a basketball, football, it's warm outside. You can go outside and do whatever. You got a park right next door. That's because they're so limited. They feel, they feel like they're so limited. The only thing. And that's that they, the that's the part of that control that. shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it feels like their life revolves around, you know, the internet, the right. devices and stuff like that. You say some shit like that to my mom, my mom be like, oh, you bored? Go clean the fucking house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's you what, know, that's how, you know, some shit that's like how that. We never said that. That's how I work in my house. That's how I work here, too. Because you're going to go do yeah. something. Okay, if you don't want to read, you don't want to yeah. play. Okay, well, come on. I need that bathroom clean. Yeah. Go downstairs, clean your bathroom. Go yeah. upstairs, clean that bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, clean your room. That's how we never, we'll never say never, that shit. Never be bored. bored. And, my and nephew you, did that shit one time. Like, uh, <clears> he's probably like now 13, 14, and he went to work with me. Yeah. We was taking a little break. 
You know what I'm saying? And I was like, he's just like, I guess he got ADHD and he's like, you know, moving around and stuff. I look at him, I was like, you bored? He was like, yeah. I was like, come on, let's go back to work right now. Dude. Right. Yeah, he was mad at me. I was like, don't tell me you're ever bored. You always got to find something to do, you know? Yep. Yeah, so like, like that bored, like, it's all... That it's another part of the control shit where they they using this and I, stuff and I'm not gonna to say make it like, bored, you know what I'm saying? make them bored. I'm not gonna say like you know like a lot of parents leave that to the kids too. Like, <clears> yeah, they do. They use that they, as a babysitter. Yep, because it distracts them. Yeah. you know, like and they don't have to worry about them, taking so, care of yep. them. And that's you know that's what? called the kid, laziness. They, yep, the kid will shut them up. You know, what? and you know what else that is? Majority of the time, a young parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's a young parent because the older older parents, nah. That's what we grew up with, old parents. But that's the same ones you don't see. That was the same parents you don't see. PTA means either, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you said young parents is because um, what was I gonna say? I'm trying to thought. They get, oh, they don't have patience. Oh yeah, true. They don't have patience. You know, like the older generations, they have patience. You uh-huh. know how to deal with a kid. You know, do whatever you had to do and just deal with them. Now it's just the younger parents like here. Here's the phone. Well, but you know, that, but that's the thing, though. Like, with our, with our, our grandmother, she didn't have to worry about that because we stayed outside. Stayed outside, yo. Like, we had this basketball court back here. We, like, we, we used to keep a yard full of kids. Well, yeah. I think it'd be different if y'all would have had the technology we had today. And see, that's, okay, that's probably true. If we would have had the technology back then, we probably would have gotten more stuff done, less of what we were doing. Mm-hmm. But that's active outside. That's, what I, that, that's sort of how I could bring this up right here. Like, for some reason, I, I don't think I'm crazy, but I feel like it's somebody out there right now that's putting money into keeping our minds fucked up. Now, it could start out a good way, you know what I'm saying? A good intention, yeah. but it goes south real fast, and then they just keep letting it go south because that going south starts to make money for them. Now, it's stuff that, like, these kids right now, in the black community, most kids, when, when you talk about the future, what are they going to talk about? They're going to talk about they want to be a rapper, rapper number Basketball. one, sports. Yep. And, the, and you rarely hear them talking about, I want to lawyer. be a doctor, a lawyer. I want to sell real estate. You rarely hear that. So, and it's the... It's the, it's the, it's the social media. It's social media and the system that's the quick making dollar. them think it's that. It's the quick dollar the quick and the big dollar. environment, too. Yep. And their environment. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the system uses the environment to teach them that type of stuff. Because... We feel like that's the only way we can get out. Yep. Right, because you think about it. You pull up your social media now and you look up, let's just say Meet Meal. All you're going to see is the luxury cars, yeah. his vacations. Mm-hmm. See, when we was coming up, the big artist was Big Daddy Kane. Mm-hmm. We didn't know nothing about him. <clears throat> only thing we seen was on a video. Yep. So we didn't really, we just knew he might have had money. Yep. We didn't know how he was living. So yeah, we well, didn't see this stuff. Now it's, th- it's through right in their face. Yeah, it's right in the face. It's right All in their day face. long. Yeah. All day long. On social media, on the radio, on any type of media, TV. It's in their face all day long, man. And, and that's what they're consuming. They're feeding the spirit with all that shit. And they're coming up thinking, that, yo, we can do this. Or either I could be a hustler. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I was growing up, this was right when I got into high school. Hustling was a bad thing. Like, you'd be embarrassed to tell somebody you sold dope. Mm-hmm. You'd be embarrassed. Then all of a sudden, the music comes out and it starts changing up where now the dope boys are the rappers. Or the rappers acting like they dope boys. Now, everybody's starting to like the dope boys. It's fucking crazy how this fucking world is, man. 
And, and I just be thinking about this shit sometimes. It's too much influence. And that's why I bring back that they're bored. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not doing like they keep them. They they keep them on them devices. And the, you know what I'm saying? And then triggers the people. Look at the video games they play now. It's so realistic. Uh huh. It, you don't want to go outside and see real people because your friends are actually that avatar that's on that screen. That's your friend. That's your homeboy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know this person. So you ain't got to go to his house. Like he was saying, his daughter, she don't even want to drive a car yep. because she don't have to go see her friends. If somebody told us they were going to give us a car when we were 16 years old, we'd have been on it. It didn't care what kind of car it was. Oh, we're going to drive it. Was, we're going to get our friends. When I started driving, man, shit, I was, I was never For going. real. Go, you need me to go to the store, mama? I'm going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I need to be riding. I need for my friends to see me. Pumping Lauren Hill and all Fuji. kinds of stuff, man. Yeah. Back when I started driving. Oh, for real? Yeah, that was the big thing back then. <laughs> Fuji's and Buster Rhymes. was the oh, hot shit. thing back then. Well, man, it's Christmas time, man. And, and I hope everybody, you know, can have a good Christmas. I hope all these parents can, you know, make their, I guess, call it making your kids happy. Yeah. And I ain't promoting the Santa Claus thing, but, you know, it's a lot of kids that, do believe in that and, and this this time of the year makes them happy and if you can afford it if you can afford it man make them happy if you can't afford it don't go in the dead world man don't go in the dead for it this is a happy time this is when the family's supposed to be together we can sing songs and we can drink beer liquor eat lay around watch movies and, and talk just have a good time and you're not gonna be here for the Christmas dinner no, that's, no, that's why I had to make a trip up here today yeah we're going to have a big Christmas dinner. The whole family comes through. It's going to be a lot of people. You're welcome to come to it if you want That's to. That's what's up. That's what's up. I and appreciate that. We're going to eat. We're going to have a good time. And um, last weekend, um, I went through the community, feeding the community. Uh, my Mason Lodge did. Uh-huh. And then we brought the people that were sick and couldn't get out. We'd go by and deliver food for them. If you wasn't, you could come to the lodge and get your free plate. We drew, uh, we had raffle tickets drawing where you can win $100. dollar tickets, you know what I'm saying? We do it every year. We even did door prizes this year. So people came in, we gave them a ticket. And a lot of people won prizes and a lot of people was happy and appreciated those plates of food and those door gifts and those raffle prizes, you know? And that makes me feel good. Just Man, when you go knock on somebody, yeah, when you knock on somebody's door, they be expecting us every year. As soon as I knock on the door, we've been waiting on you. Going to place, man. And I have to cook the candy M's. So we cook a big, we cook three big trays of candy M's. And that would be out the chain, man. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up, man. That's good that you yep. can help people out like that. And then you, the little kids, I, I like when the little kids see me. I can go in the store. And I purposely do this. I'll go in the store afterwards with my suit on. And they see me. Yeah. And they say, wow, where you been? And I tell them. Yeah. And now I got kids, a few kids asking me, how can they become a Mason? And, you know, I think Masonry is a good thing for the community. A lot of people right now, social media and the media has Masonry hyped up to be the Illuminati and all this mess. Yeah. They don't know it. And, you know, that's just something to keep people entertained. But it's actually doing work, hard work for the community and making a, a good brother, a better brother, yeah. a better man. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we do. That's good. And I, I hope we can get more. Uh, people to come out and do different things like that too. So every year we do that. Yeah, that's good. And since you got a platform now, you know, like you can inform people about, right. you know, 
that way, you know, if somebody really does want to help, then just by listening and like looking at your podcast, they know who to go to. Exactly. You know? So that's good. I'm glad so, that you can do something. Y'all got any last words y'all say before we end this thing? Nah, man. Nah, I'm just, you know, glad to be an invite on here tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you came and said that. I got kind of nervous. Yeah, I'm I know, because you don't do this, you don't do this type <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> the camera's not even there. You have yeah. a conversation. Yeah. Hell, I be nervous all the time. I'm nervous now. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. Like you, you get the ball rolling and shit, you good. But, yeah, man. Um, nah, everybody have like a safe Christmas and a safe uh, New Year's. Happy holidays for everybody, yeah, happy man. Happy holidays and, you know, just keep grinding and keep progressing and growing, you know. Like, and if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, hit the like button for us. Uh, subscribe to the subscribe, channel. Yeah. And if you're listening to us on iTunes or whatever, you know, give us a five-star rating and it helps us. It helps us grow. The more likes and more shares and stuff we get, it helps us grow. Yeah. First, the business podcast, you know, support us on that. And we're going to keep it more consistent. I had right. some car problems. Yeah, Italy, it's Italy's fault. Back. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Yeah, he's back now. I don't yeah. know how he got here. I think he jogged all the way Shit. from Charlotte Monroe. I think yeah, he jogged. But dedicated, you know what I'm saying? But until the next time, next Friday, we're going to see you. And everybody have a great, because we won't be back Christmas before Christmas, will we? Not What's next? After, I think. Yeah, so we'll, the yeah, yeah. So we'll see you after Christmas yeah. with more exciting interviews and we got a lot of more special guests coming up i'm excited about for real but we're gonna see you after christmas so merry christmas make sure you got my christmas gift hit me up so i can know where to pick it up at peace first the business love you You gotta be quiet, okay? Come from the bottom, what making it big was probably never even talked about. You either was hustling, rapping, baking on a hoop, dream just to make it out. Go to college, yet a safer route. Military was the last resort, spend your whole life working day in and day out. As long as shit's happening for you, hard head, make us soft fast. I made mistakes, but it made me better. I ain't never take the easy route, hard not life. I'm applying pressure. Always said I get that fucking Benz. I got heated seats for a cold winter. I know real niggas if you want presses. Best advice, nigga, don't test us. We come with answers if you want question. Still breathing, cause the Lord bless us. Still say a prayer, son, of stormy weather. Doing good, shit could be better. Reminisce on times when they wouldn't accept us. Now we bossed up and won't let up. Ran the streets, now let's run a checkup. I ain't gotta say it, but you know who next. You know, faced many obstacles and overcame that shit. I was literally at the bottom, yo. Stand in my auntie crib. Ain't have shit, nothing to my name, no job, no license. I was driving my bro Witty Whip around and shit. Kicking it with my bro Gil, Buddy, Quez, and Gabe on the daily. Finally got some income, man. Got my L's, started pushing my mom's whip and shit. You know, on the real, it's been out from there. Let me take you back, though. 
I, I was staying at my auntie crib Wasn't long after graduation Got tired of sleeping on that fucking couch At my mama house so I dipped out Found myself in a short time Wasn't long after I got into school Intro to New Testament Me and Biggie Wit in the same room Hit me like, let's put some work in Now look, making history This music shit brought the best of me Guess it's safe to say it was meant to be Started meeting new faces Started taking me places You and C dub like a college student Ain't made out for this, back to the basics Spent a lot of time at Marshall House I damn near moved in Shit, I stayed distant from my friends Gotta figure out where I'ma end Shit, I never had a plan But I had faith in the man now it all makes sense, dedicated time and it made this Had to sacrifice some shit, this is real life, take six Real lives, no fiction, what would you do in this position? Spent a lot of nights at Bernardo Crib, lovers fam like my own Just a young man, look now I've grown, places I've gone just to bring it home And I spoke that shit into existence man, I followed through I remember having to talk my bro Will before he went on leave and shit And I told him I was gonna make this shit happen through so many trials and tribulations working out the basement man it showed me a lot and my team solid i'm gonna change that shit for nothing